127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, howdy, hey, we have another podcast today. (laughs) 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 Oh, we go. Oh, we go, man. That's it. Hey, howdy, hey, we got another podcast today. It's almost Christmas. It is, man. We we three days away. We three days away from Christmas. It's amazing. Christmas. Oh, man, I miss college students. Christmas. He's so broke right now. Christmas. He's just hoping to get a McDonald's gift card. That's all I'm hoping for, man. I feel like that's all I want for Christmas is a hundred dollar gift card. I feel like I feel like in the future he may want a McDonald's gift card. I don't know. I feel like he may say that later. Who knows? Maybe on the podcast or something. You know what I just realized? Nope. So we we recorded that as like no, we didn't. What I want for Christmas? We haven't recorded, and it's gonna drop like three days after. Realize that. No, we haven't recorded it. Oh yeah, no, we're recording that on that on that day. We're meeting every day, every day on Christmas included. What is Scotty asked this? I'm okay. Go. We're just gonna skip over the intro. Uh Oh no, no, that wasn't that was glorious. Glory, right there. I I agree. Also, we said the same thing. I said, "Wow, that was so kind." I think that was number number one, number one so far. Oh, sorry, Zach. I told you I don't lose. Wow. Hey, because I, simply because I, I say it's a competition, howdy, bro. I simply say howdy hey a lot, like in my I don't text think it's a, I don't think it's a competition. Howdy hey, I think howdy hey. It's a howdy sandwich. It's a hey. It got hay bread, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but howdy hey is like a chalupa. A chalupa, like a bottom yeah. and like a middle, <laughs> but no top. <laughs> this has gone weird. Yankee with no brim, dude. It's Stop. gone weird. What, what, what Scotty said, ask Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Um, since it's almost Christmas, Christmas, okay. um, what is, what is, you can either go funny tradition that y'all have done, like as a family or just that you've seen, or just like a tradition that like has stuck and you absolutely love it. You can go either end there. Oh, y'all. I have probably the ultimate like funny, cringy Livingston family Christmas tradition that we have. It's uh, very small, but it has happened every single year. Um, there is a version of Oh Holy Night on YouTube and it is the worst, absolute, like worst vocal performance I've ever heard. His voice cracks the whole time. He misses every single note, but it is my dad's favorite and has been. I and he that. just unravels every single time he hears it. And so every single time we're in the car, Whenever it's probably two days before Christmas, Dad said it's it's time to put on Holy Night, a Holy Night time, and we will sing it. A Holy Night time. Oh, uh, Holy Night! It looks like a little cassette tape as oh, the um, picture, th- and it is <clears throat> Livingston family tradition as we sing that on our I love Christmas. It. That's awesome. Here it goes. I mean, Zach could probably sing it when it's not much different. Wow. Stars are brightly <laughs> Solid. If you skip ahead, you'll get the high notes, and that is. <laughs> this is me right here, bro. Surely he did this knowing, right? Where do I get this cassette tape here at, comes. bro? Here it comes. I've heard this. 
Golly. No, I think it gets worse. Put it back oh. up there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh no! <laughs> Man, oh, the passion. The passion behind that. Woo! Love it. I want to get that cassette tape for Christmas. I I rechange my 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 Thank gift card. What does it take for somebody either lack of self-awareness or full sin to get up on stage and full sin and just know oh send i thought you said sin. full sin also full sin for you to do that, <laughs> that well. song, my favorite song in the world you're gonna you know, do that to it um what does it take for a person to get up there either you're not self-aware of your ability mm-hmm. or you don't care i mean this is like karaoke night you don't care yeah and you're just you're just gonna go at it and, and it's gonna probably be captured forever and ever. And then the Livingstons are, are cruising down the street. <laughs> and my, I don't, sort of mocking this yeah. man. Too much alcohol is probably what it takes. Probably, honestly. Just, just not care, dude. Just living in the moment. Reminded me of a American Idol. Have you, have you guys seen those compilations? Mm-hmm. Of just like oh, atrocities. of So bad. Those are so funny, though. Don, what y'all's tradition? You got one? Favorite? Funny? Uh, I don't, funny, I don't think so. I mean, we normally every year, I don't know if we're actually doing it this year or we're just ruining the tradition. Um, we go to Samurai Tokyo, Wichita Falls, yep. like for, so the, Alyssa and I met at Midwestern, uh, in Wichita Falls. And so we'll go for the, we'll go for the fantasy of lights. It's there. So just walk around campus, take the boys, walk around campus. We go eat Japanese food and drive home. And when we were in Sherman, it was like a, like a two and a half, three hour drive. Now it's really long. It's like four uh, almost. Yeah, to get up to Wichita Falls. It's even farther than that. It's two hours is north it? of Fort Worth. Ah, that's so you're true. Five hours ish um, oh, to wow. get up there and back. Um, but that's that's been our norm. I mean, Christmas, working at churches makes Christmas weird. Yeah. Yep. Because Christmas Eve is always something happening. Uh, this year, Christmas, we're here, um, you know, for service. And so there's, it just makes it strange. Hmm. Timothy? What? Timothy? You it's never heard name. me call you Timothy? You have. It's not my name. <clears throat> That's just what I call you. It's T. What's T short for? Uh, Timothy. Not Timothy. Um, Timothy Traditions. I'm trying to think, man. We. I think one of my favorites, I really got two. One of them has to do with Christmas. One of them kind of does. But we cook uh, chicken fried backstrap before on Christmas Eve. You got a backstrap? Every year from deer. And then... What's a backstrap? It's... <laughs> like a certain muscle on a deer oh. really any animal but okay we take it from a deer but that's always fun eating with family and stuff like that but my favorite i'm probably going to do the christmas tree blow up because it follows christmas it's pretty cool if if you haven't if you don't know what our christmas tree blow up is come talk to me i'll show you a video of it it is wild yeah. weird fun but we blow up our christmas tree dangerous. and a lot of other people's it is very dangerous um, a lot of other people's trees like, as well, like right after Christmas around New Year's. And it is by far my favorite part of like Christmas. It's kind of post-Christmas, but it doesn't happen without Christmas. It's, so, like, it's like the Taylor's version of, of Bonfire. Yeah, just a lot more fun. Yeah. And you might get shot with something on accident. So that's not it's a fun. good time. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good time. <laughs> and so a lot of we had a lot of our college ministry there last year. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't able to make it, unfortunately. I cry about it, Steven, to this day. Yeah. Spencer still cries about it. <laughs> I keep telling him the wrong date. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Spencer, if you're listening, we moved it to the 12th. <laughs> okay. See you there, buddy. Oh, uh, buddy. That's going to be 10 days ago. Bring snacks. Bring snacks? The 12th of January. 
the, the oh my word. We don't do the Christmas tree we blow up before, before Christmas. We blow it up and then have Christmas oh. under the lack of Christmas tree. Podcast host just fold it up. How much uh, sleep? How much sleep did you get last night? Not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, because um, you had a two thousand page essay. Mm-hmm. That I did two, not finish. Two thousand word page. You kept saying page yeah. every time, and I was he, like, he was sleepy. That just shows you where I was at. That's true. He's sleepy boy. This is this is honestly my favorite part of every single <coughs> podcast episode is trying to transition this because here's here's this one. You ready? I already it's, did the transition. You just missed. I was about it. to say he did a phenomenal transition. By the way, what was it? And good transitions don't need to be said. Hey. Here's my transition. We'll go. We'll it's go back show. to it. We'll just embrace the awkward. Go back to. I said, "What does it take for a guy to stand on stage and sing that song in the way that he did? Lack of self awareness, or he was 100 percent just living in the moment." Mm. So speaking of living in Yolo. the moment, Yolo, <laughs> yeah, dude, Yolo, y'all live what, man? Suzanne is so annoyed right now. She's like, "What are these no, dudes doing?" No, I'm still stuck on the 2,000 page essay. This is 2,000 pages. It's my entire Bible until Revelation. <laughs> That's a long thing because I was going to make a joke. Man, that'd be as long as the Bible, and it is. Literally, it's actually like a book short. So it's okay, <laughs> I got you. Go ahead. Where are we going today? Where are we going? Well, this was submitted by one of our listeners, and honestly, really, I thought it was a challenging one because, especially in this season that a lot of our listeners are in sure. in, in college um he he asked about stewarding your future well and kind of drove into the space of what's the balance between planning and kind of living in the moment um and so looking towards the future and maybe even like moving some pieces around to set yourself up better for the future um and we will talk about how to honestly invite the lord into that but also the other side being what is, what, how do we live in the moment while also balancing that? And so I kind of want to start by jumping into the positives and negatives of both. So if you want to start by just sort of explaining some of the positives of what, what is a positive of planning? Oh man. I, I mean, I feel like you're not good at this. <laughs> <Not good>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot a lot of positives to planning. You you get to think ahead of times on things. And so like I think of planning trips, planning fall retreat, planning events for how do we can stuff like that is like we covered so we we covered our back on a lot of these things because we were able to plan ahead of time. And I think even like planning for the future is like you get a plan ahead on like bumps in the road. Be like, oh like hey I'm prepared for this. And so I think the planning allows for you to kind of cover your back. That's just a very quick, simple answer. And so there's probably a lot more positives. Um, yeah. And I would say I'm decent at planning. I'm not the best. So, now, but fall, that's just like fall retreat was a, was, was a hit. So, I mean, I, I think a lot of times you cover your back on things. Um, it's just yeah. like one quick positive. I'm sure there's more that they're going to, they're going to list off. So. Um, you got the point. Yeah. I was pointed at each other in there. <laughs> So, I mean, positives for planning, I'm, this is a personal, personal preference, not theological high horse a little bit, but I, I'm going to go there. Here we go. I get a little irritated at at people calling things spirit led. Mm. Um, And in spirit led, they call, it's basically just another way to say I'm lazy. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to go into a service and I want my service to be spirit led. And so we didn't really plan it. We're just going to let the spirit take over. That basically is saying that the spirit is not involved in your preparation. Mm-hmm. And, and if I can extend the runway as far as I can of my interaction with the Holy Spirit before I go into a moment to allow him to be preparing me for that, then I should do that. I shouldn't squash him into this space where the service is going to happen. In fact, yeah. I should extend it as far out as I can and go, 
Lord, would you be rearranging my heart and my thoughts and my mind, my attitude, all those to prepare for this moment. And so um, if you're a Christ follower, extending the preparation runway as far as you can to get ready for whatever moment you're looking towards is you can't like talk me out of that being a, a, good, a good idea. Like that's an mm -hmm. unbelievable idea to allow the spirit to work on you longer than, than in a shorter space. And so when I said, Hey, I think our, I think our service was spirit led. A big chunk of that is in preparation. Um, and, and so whether it's the message, whether it's worship or the elements and, and it's funny cause we, there's parts of the service that we think about for me, I think about pretty far. And then there's, I mean, the guys in this room are involved in announcements and other parts of it. We'll come together at the beginning and go, where does this fit? <laughs> what do we do yeah. here? There's parts of it that happen last moment, always just because of the culture that we live in. Um, but extending that preparation runway is, is vital for us. Yeah. Um, I kind of lean almost more towards T um, <clears throat> where there are many positives to planning of um, ensuring what your next steps, even like in your day are going to look like um, I'm really good or I am not very good at planning. That is something that I am working on. Um, but it just kind of planning your steps, um, it's kind of my general answer there, there are great things to it. Um, one thing that John said that I thought was really cool is like, um, the spirit is in your planning process. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, especially because we're contrasting, um, plan versus kind of living in the moment, um, like planning or living in the moment is not an absence of the other yeah. and it's not an absence of the spirit. It's just, there are different ways of approaching your future. That was a yawn. That way. was, man. <laughs> he caught it halfway. My, I was, sorry, Suzanne was talking. And I was like, this is my favorite part about this was like before, before we started recording today, she goes, I just planned my, uh, the bachelorette party that I have this weekend. <laughs> it was supposed to have been planned a long time ago. So yeah. I love that. But I was, I, I think I was, I was going to say this and then you can we go to positives of YOLO or whatever we want to call it. I think there's you there's really two ways to look at this is like a lot of times I think when people are asking questions you have to answer from the believer's perspective and a non-believer's perspective mm -hmm. um and where I'm going with this is I think in this is like there's a lot of like you can answer this in two ways like like spiritually like John is saying is like getting getting services ready um your quiet times and stuff like that like planning yolo what does that do but then also just like i think you could go from the opposite direction of just like remove that side of it and just be like your plans for the day your plans for the the bachelorette party you're going to the plans that you have for lunch or whatever it is and so i think there's two different ways you can answer that yeah and i don't i think we kind of answered both but i just like when i there i think there's two categories that you can like plan and kind of live in the moment with um and so yeah that's right how about the how about the other side of it? You kind of brought this up. YOLO. What are what are some what are some positives about living in the moment? I'm terrible at this, by the way. I'm definitely more of a planner myself. <clears throat> so maybe this is a Susanna answer. I don't know. Because you said you're Yeah. Um, I kind of teeter between which one I'm more lean to. But this, whenever I saw this question, it reminded me anytime that we would go on a trip with my dad or he would go on a work trip, one of the things that he would always say is his mind would always jump um, to his flight home. It would never think about, um, what he was doing, like relaxation time, work and things like that. All he was focused on mm. was the leaving aspect. And probably mm. when I was about 10 or 12, he realized, you know, that's like not fun because I'm not enjoying or even like sitting in any sort of aspect of my trip, whether it was fun or not. Um, and so while living in the moment, you're not missing things that are happening right in front of you, mm. which there are so many things and opportunities and interactions that can happen while you're living in the moment. Um, 
So I think like most of this conversation is going to be like uh, moving forward with blind faith is a dangerous habit um, and can be like an excuse for laziness and planning, but also living in the moment um, is allowing you to not miss what is going on right in front of you. And so I think there's always going to be a little balance. Yeah. yeah. All right. College students are probably hard to say it. Don't let school get in the way of college. Uh, <laughs> I'll amen to that. Isn't college, isn't college school? Yeah. Don't let school get in the way of college. Don't let college get in the way of college. I always heard it. Don't let college get in the way of your education. Or oh, no. school in the way of your education. No, don't let school get in the way of college. College is an experience. School is going to class. <laughs> and what I mean by that <laughs> is, is you should, you should <clears throat> absolutely try your best in school. But I think a lot of times is like the, I'm going with the you, living in the moment, YOLO, whatever you want to say, is like last minute Bucky strips. I, I think I've now, I think I'm a number three this semester of driving mm-hmm. people to Bucky's in the middle of the night to A, drop off a canoe or B, just go for fun. And like every time I look back at those, I'm in the driver's seat, so it doesn't really matter. So I don't talk to anybody, but like <laughs> rude. Yeah, I know. dude. <laughs> but everybody in the back of the van or whatever the vehicle is. Is like those people, they are having so much fun. Yeah. They they are having so much fun building community, getting to know one another. And like that's just a small example is I think one of the big positives of like living in the moment is I think when you plan so far ahead, you miss out on what's happening now. Mm. And I think that like that kind of apply very much to the spiritual side of things that you you're missing what the Lord is doing now. But like from the practical side, it's like a lot of people plan so far ahead is that like something pops up like this and they don't get to go on that Bucky's trip. And like, I look back as like, I feel like that was a clicking point for our ministry. And then we went last fall as I took a van, one of the vans of people and like that group of people just like immediately just like clicked. Mm -hmm. And like now that, that, that group of people is a large part of like our, our core at this church. And it was like, and I look back and like, I'm not going to say it was because we went to Bucky's, but I think that played a major role. And it's because they were living in the moment and they were like, okay, let's go do this. And so I think a lot of, one of the biggest bonuses to living in the moment at times for me is the opportunity to build community. Mm. Um, Because most college students live in the moment and don't plan. Yeah. I don't know if this helps us or hurts us. I'm trying to find the document in here. We're, we're talking about the positives of, <clears throat> excuse me, of living in the moment. I, you got to go to Matthew, um, the end of chapter six. And, and he says, this is the verse that therefore don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Um, th- I would say like a lot of people are like, Hey, that's just a, that's a live in the moment kind of verse. The context of that chunk of the sermon on the Mount is about anxiety. Yeah. It, it's not Jesus prohibiting planning. It's not him saying it's bad for you to think or to plan for these future steps. What he's saying is it's bad for you to worry about those things. Hmm. Um, and so zoom into zoom into the present, be focused on the challenges that are at hand today and allow me to take care of those things tomorrow. If I even give you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that living in the moment and in the way that we're thinking, and when you take it to this verse is, is really kind of a cure for, anxiety. There's a, there's a bonus to that of going, God, I trust you with that stuff out there. I'm going to focus on what I can do here and not be anxious about the things that are to come. And so it's, it's an attention shift for you to be in the moment. It connects to all of those things. I mean, missing out on fun, doing college well, um, because the student, and we see them, the student that is, that is concerned about 
and this is not a negative, yeah. but we see the students that is hyper concerned about grades. It's hyper concerned about all those things to, to fly through college and to do all that. Hurrah. Like, please, that reflects Christ. Well, I 100% agree with that, but they're also the student that has the hardest time connecting mm. um, because they, they're focused on some things that are to come and they, they don't engage well. Mm. Um, in those spots. And, and we'll be the first to say it. There's some unhealthy things that we probably do in the connection side of it in ministry, like keeping kids here. We didn't keep them here. Allowing <laughs> kids to stay here until two o'clock in the morning playing board games Yeah, during finals week. It's probably not the <laughs> most brilliant idea, but that group that does that, there's stories that are just going to echo for a long time. They, yeah. they bond yeah. in a unique way. And so there's parts of that that are unbelievably life-giving because they're in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so there, there's a balance there and there's a careful balance there, but, but living in the moment is, there's a ton of positive. Yeah. I, I mean, I think back to, I mean, I think I told Zach and Saul ahead of time going um, to impact this past, I guess, August or whatever is I was there for two weeks and it was like so easy is like, I love impact and spent a lot of time in that ministry. I'm so thankful for that time. But it was like, I was, I started planning ahead for howdy week is like, Myself and John and these and Suzanne and Zach sitting next to us, we had to start planning stuff for Howdy Week and the semester and what was going to look like. And there was a lot of excitement building up to that. And we were planning. We had to plan mm -hmm. um, for that. We had to plan for the number of people. We had to plan what we were doing. And that was really, really healthy. But I remember telling you all, like, my biggest prayer request, even being there, um, was like, I was so focused on what was to come is that like at times I was forgetting where I was in the moment and I was at impact, which is like, if you don't know what that is, it's an unbelievable time, but like the Lord is doing some really, really cool and amazing things there at retreat. And I missed some of them because I was looking ahead. Yeah. Um, and it was like, not after like alpha and beta that I was like, you know, like I, I realized that my, my eyes aren't focused on the here and now hmm. not living in the moment um, and getting the experience. And, and I think that was one of the hard things is like, because of the positive living in the moment, you get to see what the Lord's doing a lot. Um, and I kind of missed that for a little bit. Yeah. This is a question I thought of. It was like after you said something, Susanna, so I've been holding on to this for a while. <laughs> Yikes. Are y'all, are y'all, if you were at a sporting event, it's like World Series game seven. Are y'all recording it on your phone? Or are y'all no. watching it? Watching. There are, like you watch on TV. It's wild. Mm -hmm. There are so many people that record that thing. And you know how many people watch it back after? It has to be near zero. Probably right around that. I don't yeah. have a statistic. I, that sounded like I had a. I don't have a statistic. It would have been cool. You made one up. I. I don't know. That's a functional irritation yeah. of mine when I see it. Yeah. I will. This is this is going back to Christmas tree plot. I will never record it from myself. Yeah. Because like one, fireworks. I, I'm I'm worried. <laughs> that one gets me going, That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like or concerts. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate the the blow up being recorded. Dalton Boatner did it last year. Praise the Lord, he did because I get to go show people what it is now. Yeah. There is no part of me that ever thinks I'm going like in my mind. I'm like, okay, if somebody records this, great. Yeah. But I'd rather just like enjoy the time and effort that I put in and just enjoy it and watch it. Like my my moment. phone is probably inside because I don't want it to die in a fire. But I will never record that myself. Yeah. Gosh, that one, July Fourth, dude. I'm telling you. The best part of that because I would pull my phone out, but mainly to to capture people's response to the yeah, fireworks. Yeah. Way to go, college students! Because we were watching. Here's Recording the tank. Yeah, we got to we got to see the Fourth of July fireworks on the East River in oh. NYC this year, um, which one is a madhouse, and it's not something I recommend. It's probably better on TV. Don't drink but, water ahead of time. But our college students are standing basically on the highway mm -hmm. in New York watching this thing, and I was capturing their response to the fireworks, which was it yeah. was kind of fun. Pretty fun. I feel like yeah, 
like if you're getting it for like <clears throat> I was there yeah. and then you stop, like that's fine. Yeah. But when you go on social media and it's their entire fireworks show, I'm everybody's like, Facebook laughing it. Dude, I'm like, bro, no one's watching that one. And yeah. two, I don't think you're gonna go back. Sorry, that was a, a soapbox. There it is. Um, so I think we've kind of already hit on <laughs> <laughs> that's America. <laughs> Most glorious picture of America. Um, that was before we lost man, Tank. I wish we hey, whenever we have cameras. Oh, that, that picture is good. Yeah. That's we just need to post that on there. Mm-hmm. People know what we're talking about. It's just candid photos of Tank watching fireworks. Um, Go follow us on Instagram. You can see it later. Yeah, you can. Um, we've kind of already hit on this, but I kind of want to open the floor again. What are some of all glump, 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 glump these together? Yep. We're going to put these together. Um, what are some negatives of planning, but also what are some negatives of living in the moment? The long stare. John just turned his mic towards us. Um, you know, I think again, back to the example that, um, I brought up with my dad, he was so in, wow, that's like a triple mic towards my way. You're going to hear my voice. Um, is my dad would focus so much on planning, um, that he, his mind would be so wrapped up in so many details and thoughts and worries and anxiousness. Um, behind like his trips and vacations that he would completely, Miss living in the moment. And yes, that is my example. My mic's drifting away from me. I'm, I'm sorry. Are there negatives? Were you about to say something? No, no. Deep. Sorry, that was a really deep inhale. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, as someone who used to, I see we, it's titled YOLO on here, living in the moment. I like very much so like you, you only live once. You only live once. That's like the mindset though. For, yeah. yeah. That, like the yeah, worldly, yeah, like yeah. living in the moment is YOLO. I agree. Is like somebody probably used to embody that a little too much. Now I feel like I have a fairly healthy balance. Because um, I think when you live in the moment enough and not planning, is I think Susanna said it earlier. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of blind faith and in, in things. It's like it's it's easy to be like, oh, like the the Lord has this. The Lord the Lord's gonna do this. But like if I'm not doing what I need to like now then I'm not setting myself up for success in the future. It's like, you can do all these things. And I think a lot of people is just like, okay, like, hey, I, you know, my my job is going to work itself out. Like the Lord's going to provide. And they take on that mindset. That, so they're like, hey, I'm going to go to Bucky's right now in the middle of the night. Whereas Scotty, my brother, I think is like a very, he is a very healthy and he plans ahead. And he's like, you know, like I could do that. But like, because of my planning, I'm taking the future is like, I'm going to skip out on that Bucky's trip so that I can steward what the Lord's given me well and do good on this test tomorrow so I can set up and plan my future well because of that. And so like it's, it's this weird balance. And, and that is one of the negatives of living in the moment is I think you lose sight of the future and the future is important. And you get caught up in this like blind faith of like, oh, I can do whatever I want now. Mm-hmm. And I have this mindset because the Lord's going to get me. It's like, no, sometimes we need to focus on the future and that changes what we do now. And I think a lot of times is that when you when you look towards the future and look towards the plan that the Lord has for you and that has in store for you is it changes what you do now. And I think you move away from that like YOLO mindset to I can do whatever. It's not going to affect me. You know, I'll handle the consequences later. And you move from that. And like, I I think it is like that is a negative to sometimes live in that because it affects what you're doing in the future, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Makes sense to me. It's good. Yeah. I, I kind of had this thought when you were saying that, I think there's a part of this too, as you're walking in obedience with the Lord, I think the Lord's going to impress on your heart, Hmm. 
what space to walk into and yep. what space to not walk into. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I, I personally haven't heard like an audible voice of go to Bucky's or do not go to Bucky's, but I've definitely like be wild. The, the first, cool. what was it last mm-hmm. fall? The first time we did that, yeah. like I definitely was like, this is something that, that the Lord is not shying away from um, <laughs> and is, is leading me into. And it sounds so weird, but I think, I think if you're walking in step and obedience, and we're kind of going to get into this of inviting the Lord into this, but um, I think you kind of get a sense of peace about where the Lord is leading you in. Um, and so that's, I feel like that's an important part. And so I'm going to ask the question of how do we invite the Lord into planning, but also invite, like where, where's the balance of inviting the Lord into both, I guess is the question that I'm asking. I'll add kind of more so the first half of that question, how do I invite the Lord into the planning? Um, and then we'll add more. But um, one of my favorite stories um, in the Bible is Nehemiah mm-hmm. and his dependence on the Lord to deliver and be faithful to his people um, is incredible. But one of the things he does is he takes a lot of time and preparation to gather things and also pray and petition for the Lord to work in those spaces so that when he comes to King Artaxerxes, he has answers for his questions, but he's also faithfully brought that before the Lord. And so Nehemiah did a great deal of planning, Mm. um, in order for this mission to be successful for, um, his people to hopefully be restored. Um, and so that was a big positive and a big invitation, um, to the Lord into his planning process. That's, that's good. I mean, and, and I think in his function in that, um, he had a, th- this goes back to stuff that we continue to say, he had a pretty good idea, a pretty clear picture of the character and nature of God. And to go, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do this, but the only way that it's going to succeed is with your hand. I'm going to yield the results to you. I mean, we use Nehemiah's prayer in uh, Nehemiah 1 as a, as a, a model for how we teach our college students to pray, um, and yielding to God, the results of that. And so it's a, it's, not a weird question, but how do I invite the Lord in the planning and into and into living in the moment? Um, I, I want to flip that on its head, and then I'll let you guys keep keep talking about this. I, that's not a space that I should be allowed to invite the Lord into. Mm. I think it's a space that He has in His grace and in this weird thing that we call free will, and in a couple other things that like He has given me a little bit of leeway to control parts of it but it's his yeah. like the planning is his and my future is his and how I live in it is his. And, um, and so the, so the mindset, uh, what is that? Um, I think it's Ecclesiastes chapter nine. That is what, whatever work the Lord has allowed for you to do, do it with all of your might. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrapped up in that that says in your future planning, do it with all of your might and all of those things. When again, if you want to go back and listen to some of the things we covered in Ecclesiastes, basically God has, has given you good gifts and he gives you the ability to enjoy those gifts. And so whatever good in your life, we're going to go future job, future spouse, future, whatever, those are God's fault mm-hmm. and the ability to function well within them is God's fault. And so uh, the role that I get to play is just a, a steward of the stuff that he's given me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't invite him into the planning. I come beside him and how he's ordained my steps already and trust that the light that he's shining before me is just a light onto my path that highlights my next step. I'm just going to keep taking it and I'm going to allow him to draw the path however he wants it. And I'm just going to keep stepping and, and chasing after him. So I flip that question on its head. Yeah. I kind of get a, a picture here and then y'all can run away with this, but I, even though I can't see well, I'm a very visual person. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. And I, 
I love the idea of open-handedness and this gets tossed around in the Christian bubble all the time. Yeah. Um, but I really love like you're gathering things because like the Lord's brought you into these spaces and you're, and you're holding a lot of things that could be future plans, your, your degree, um, friends, um, accomplish, like whatever it is, like you're holding these things cause the Lord's graciously given them to you, but you're not, you're not clinching them. You're not holding on to them tightly. Um, but you're holding them with open hands, allowing the Lord to literally grab these things out of your hands and chunk them out. Um, mm. and I, I think like people ask, um, like, I think the normal question to a college student is like, Oh, what do you want to do with your major? And sometimes they'll have an answer. I was going to say most of the times, but I'll, I'll go, I'll go down to sometimes because yeah. a lot of them are just like, I don't even know. Um, but sometimes people have an answer. I mean, I think it's important in that answer to be willing and open to whatever the Lord is commanding you to do. Um, which is hard to walk in because then it's like, at the end of the day, I don't really know where I'm going. Um, not eternally, but in this world, like what the Lord's going to do, like, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, and being obedient and faithful to, to again, like we talked about last week, walking into prayer open-handedly and asking what the Lord wants to do in your life. Hmm. Um, and so hmm. that's sort of the picture that I got. It's a, it's a tough balance. That's, that's for sure. I mean, I think when a lot of people think open-handedness, they're talking about plans and in here we have planning and YOLO, um, <laughs> the YOLO mindset or living in the moment. But I think even like open-handedness has, has to do with those. It's like being open-handed if you're being open-handed and like giving these things to the Lord, I think in some minute, typically it's going to be very clear. Is like, do I go on that buggy trip now? Do I not go on it? Like what I think in that open-handedness, a lot of people think these long-term future planning goals, career, whatever yeah. it is. And I think a lot of times it has to do with that. But even in the open-handedness, like I think there's going to be a balance that the Lord provides for you in, in yeah. those living in the moments. And I think, it's like, I, I, I go back to Christ is like, I mean, we should always go back to him, but it's like, I, I go to him and it's like the, the, some of the trips and the, the journeys they went on, they had to plan those is you, you, there's a lot to, you don't just start walking with no food or anything. And then you're, you're two days out from the next city. Like, it's like, you have to plan some of those. And so there was planning in some of those journeys, but then there were some also moments where he had to where Christ was in that moment. I mean, think of the lady at the well, he could have very easily kept going. Hmm. and gone but because he allowed himself to like take that moment is we get to see one of the most beautiful stories in scripture because he took that time and took that like living in the moment whatever you want to call it is he took time out yes his plan he it was probably in his plan but for those <coughs> disciples they were like our plan is to get from point a to point b hmm. well in the middle they're not planning this but because christ stopped i think we get a really cool picture of him like hey is like yes our end goal is to get to this place but i'm stopping here because of this lady um, and like I said, you get to see a really, really cool story in scripture. And I think we see that throughout as, as I think he balances it really well, um, because of his open and open handedness, um, with the plans of what God has in store for him. Hebrews 11, one says now Ooh. faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Um, and the question that keeps coming up in my mind is where does faith come in? If we simply make every decision, a calculated decision or one that we plan. And if we have to plan every step, are we not exercising faith that we read about? Like, are we flexing our trust muscles? Um, Whoa. but hmm. their hope in this verse is placed on greater things, not things of this world. And the certainty, the assurance that they have is founded in the faithfulness of God, not the provisions of this world. And so like, yes, we depend on God for all of our needs, but that doesn't mean we're exempt from planning. In fact, like that is foolish mm -hmm. um, that we don't. And so again, like 
it's a balance between two extremes of like, yeah. do we only play and do we only live in the moment? But it's rather like a very delicate balance between the both of them. Yeah. Good luck, college students. Don't do either. Live in the middle. <laughs> they are not mutually exclusive. Live in the middle. Live in the middle. Live, Yilem. live in the plan. Yeah. You're trying. Yep. I'm live in the plan. Live in, live. <laughs> live in the plan. Live in the plan. Well, that was all good stuff. I appreciate you guys. That was glorious. Absolutely glorious. This is the last full podcast of the year. I know. The next time we're going to see you guys is like January. Well, we'll see you guys in 12 days of Christmas. But other than that, it's going to be January. What is that? Second weekend of like January. Second week January? Something like that. Let me look. Let me give them, give them the number. I clicked the on the wrong thing because I'm blind, like I said earlier. Uh, I can't read it. The 12th. You were right. January 12th. We did it. We'll see you guys back. John? For the 12 days of Christmas, and then after that in the new year on January 12th. Yeah. I'm excited for it. That mic is in my face because of T. Taylor. Timothy Taylor. Mm-mm. <laughs> is that this do episode? It. I don't even remember. That was episode, the last episode. They're all, all right. merged. We'll see you guys on 12 days of Christmas. I'm going to stop talking because I'm getting annoying. But see you guys. We love you guys. Have Merry a Christmas. Great new Bye, year. Friends. And a Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. <laughs>